Hello and welcome to another episode of the Godfather Part Part Two two Minute minute. with me, Alex Robinson, and with me, Andy Robinson. And we're recording remotely again, gradually increasing our gear. So hopefully, there's a little increase in our sound quality this week. But we're talking about Minute One Fifty Eight this week. That's right, Alex. Repeat after me, per favore. A minuto. A minuto. Numero. Numero. Cento cinquantotto. Yeah. <laughs> totally Richenko. I can't was, even say it now. <laughs> don't worry about it. You're never ever gonna have to say it again. I really wonder if till GF three. <laughs> well, does it go to one fifty eight? Yeah, that's a good question. I don't know. I mean, this is a long movie. Hey, speaking of minute one fifty eight, do you know where what minute one fifty eight is in GF one? Oh, I was gonna look. No, uh, let me take a guess. I think Michael is is says to Hagen, get get him a drink, uh, referring to Carlo. I think he's about to press Carlo to okay. to admit that he uh, he was in in cahoots with Barzini to draw him out of the compound. Now I'm going to tell you some information which might make you change. I'm going to give you the opportunity to change your vote, and you could decide based on what I'm about to tell you. Okay. Uh, this movie, we're in minute 158, and this movie goes 203 minutes. So we still have 43 minutes left to go in the film. In GF2. GF2. Yeah. Does that make you want to reconsider your other thing? Because you're like, is it mm. are you going too early? Because, you know. Yeah, maybe. Gosh. No, I'm going to stick with, with it. I think, you're pl- I think you're playing mind games with me. Well, uh, no, I was actually, it turned out I was actually helping you. It's the beginning of the baptism scene. You weren't far off, but oh, it's the okay. beginning of the baptism mm. scene. So, uh, yeah, all right. Yeah. Well, yeah, you were pretty close. Yeah. Um, Are right, there well, an equal the, number of minutes in Godfather Part 1? You know, I don't Roughly, know. I, can, I, I think I can it's look. a little shorter because if it's the beginning yeah. of the, the baptism scene, the baptism scene and all the murders is, I don't know, eight minutes, 10 minutes at most. And then it kind of wraps up after that. Oh, I don't even think it's that long. It's yeah. Cause then you just have Carlo and Kay and that's the end. Kiss the ring. (laughs) Kiss the ring. Here's a a summary of minute 158 in case you haven't seen it. I know you've seen it. I hope you've seen it, Andy, but I, I kind of took a guess as to what was in the minute. Tell us about it. Well, Tom Hagen rises before the stunned senators and explains that the mysterious old man is none other than Vincent Five Angels, who he, who, he continues, has flown in to support his snitching sibling in his time of need. This man, he elaborates, does not speak English or know anything about nothing and may not even be his brother. The senators adjourn the meeting in a huff over Tom's shouted demands for an apology. <laughs> What a great minute. It's a good one. Every, what a great minute. I kind of want to, if if there's someone out there listening that has never seen Godfather Part 2, uh-huh. and even better if they've never heard the podcast before, if we just drop them into one minute, this would be a great minute to drop them right <laughs> into. 
<laughs> why do you say what? that it's just so confusing there's so much going on <laughs> it's true there's a lot of complicated relationships oh, characters <laughs> like, who explained. is this guy and wh why why are all these senators meeting yeah who's on who's on trial here <laughs> out of context um there that should be like an improv uh game where you take a you take a, a scene and you have to get to it and do a thing after it just based yes. on knowing that one uh, clip that's a great idea yeah just yeah. uh drop them right in there <laughs> <laughs> so where uh, to begin so, this is uh this is a, an excellent well maybe we should begin with the cliffhanger from last week what was the cliffhanger about him one standing of the, up one yeah one of the senators says says uh who is this man sir, sir could, who up. is the gentleman seated next to you who is the who is the gentleman seated next to you yeah <laughs> tom says that's not a gentleman that's Kay adams <laughs> oh no the gentleman sitting to your right <laughs> <laughs> that is that is my client's wife Kay adams and she no longer has a baby sleeping inside her oh that's sad they didn't so, bring that so up gross distracting everything yeah. from like a so that was a big cliffhanger and then here we go and now we get to find out the answer mm -hmm. i thought you before you were going to say someone who's never seen the movie before or if is watching it minute by minute i guess we probably ruined that it was already but who would they think it was based oh, if they hadn't yeah. heard us blowing it you know what <laughs> i mean let's ruin the godfather 2 by watching it with someone who's never seen it before and but then every couple of scenes we have to pause and go okay what do you think is going to happen for the rest of the movie or what do you think is going to happen to this character or whatever <laughs> just so you can write down all the different uh, opinions so yeah well we usually save our time travel banter for the second half of the episode but mm -hmm. what a great opportunity since you since they're asking who who is this guy who's who's this chump yeah uh, the, time travel could have played a big part in, in this. What a what a showstopper it would have been if Tom said, "The man, this man, is Vito Corleone, my client's father." <laughs> oh, I thought you meant. Uh, oh, yeah, the client's father, the the, yeah. the Don. <laughs> yeah, the Don. But unfortunately, I can only have one client. So I, I I'm I'm caught in this temporal paradox because I can't be a client for Mikey and his father at the same time. He's like torn apart by the different because in one oh. reality he's Mikey's lawyer, in one reality he's Vito's lawyer, and he gets pulled apart to two different uh, entities and two different timelines. Yeah, and looking back, maybe that's why Mikey earlier, I guess in Godfather Part One, says Tom, you're Tom, you're out. Yeah, because Michael had gone ahead to the future and had seen that <laughs> Tom's loyalty was more toward his to his father. Mm. So he's preemptively kicking him out as his conciliary. Smart. Yeah, it's, it's easy like to be smart. Report. He's preemptively punishing betrayal. By yeah, <laughs> it's easy to be smart when you have a time machine. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, my other time travel note was that it was turned out it was going to be uh, Connie and Merle's child from an alternate timeline. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So did they did they do they have a child in the regular timeline, but we never meet the child? No, they oh. don't. Oh, they like don't. In another timeline, they they got married and they got to they got to go on the uh, queen. 
And that was where they conceived their child, who was this, who would become ultimately become this man. But in our, then when he was traveling back through time, he accidentally went to our timeline mm. in which his parents never, got, you know, got together. So why would they name him Vincenzo Pantangeli? Because in honor of Frank Pantangeli, mm-hmm. and in honor of Vincent Price, the or, famous or actor, Vincenzo. You know, is, is yeah. Vincent is the Sicilian version of Vincent. Maybe that is their son, Vincent, who got picked up for petty theft in Reno. No, that wasn't Vincent. That was um, Victor. Oh, Victor. That's right. Oh, Vincent. <laughs> Vincent is actually uh, Andy Garcia in GF3. So this is obviously Uh-oh. Andy Garcia from the future coming back to, <laughs> to see when uh, Uncle Mikey uh, was testifying. Oh, that is so funny. <laughs> Andy Garcia really confused. <laughs> and then in that timeline, he doesn't speak any English. Because he grew up in Sicily. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, so that's right. Because Vin- Vincent in Godfather 3 is Santino's a- bastard child. Bastardo. Bastardo. And so when he was born with Lucy, instead of having him grow up in America, they, they sort of banished him to Sicily where he could grow up when people wouldn't know he's oh. a bastard. He could have a, a fresh start, Alex. A fresh right. start. That's a very like... Um, legend you know the oldest sons old you know the oldest son's heir is sent away to live somewhere else because yeah. you know and then he comes back to reclaim reclaim the throne etc et <laughs> i mean i guess they were playing on that in gf3 the yeah the sort of, oh yeah it all comes back around so there's some information other information about vincendo pantangeli mm-hmm. uh, not a huge amount as you might imagine but uh he is the older brother of uh of frankie Mm-hmm. And uh, according to the Godfather Wiki, Mikey and the Mikey wanted to kill Frankie, but it was too difficult to get to. It's like trying to shoot the president, and so that's is when that what comes ta- up, is that what Hagen said? That's what Hagen says when he's when he when when uh, Mikey wants to kill Roth. That's what he oh, says later. Yeah. Get to him, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But um. And according to the the Wikipedia, it says Mikey flew him out um, to 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 warn his brother against testifying because it would break the code of Huerta. There you so go. They don't say, but they don't say specifically whether that just means like if you're warning someone, it's almost like you're kind of telling someone there's going to be a punishment involved, or, or you just mm. think it's the it's the. The, dis- the disgrace to his family would was enough to 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 like that would make Frankie just being reminded of the disgrace this would bring to his family was enough to make him back down. It sounds nice, but I can't help but feel that maybe that's how Mikey would explain it. Mm-hmm. I was just reminding him of the fa- of the disgrace his family would exp- his family would experience. I yeah. did not threaten him. Between I'm, the a brothers. Lo- I'm a lawyer. I have not threatened him. <laughs> <laughs> but look, come on. Reading between those lines, Mikey's threatening him. It's interesting, though, that he is a, a according, you know, we learn from Frankie later and we learned that um, I learned from the wiki that the older brother is a, is a crime boss in mm-hmm. Sicily. Yeah, which is weird because he certainly doesn't come across as like a sophisticated. I think 
I think part of the reason why the threat feels like they weren't going to kill this guy as opposed to him reminding him is that he seems like he's befuddled and confused as to what is going on. Yeah. Yeah. Like his face looks like he's like, oh, you know, he doesn't have like a stern. He's not like, um, you know, like uh, the Turk or something where he looks kind of like. Yeah, he's he's lacking confidence. Yeah. So I think that's why he comes across as like that they're threatening him. But, you know. Yeah. Well, as well. But, but, I, but also Frankie would. Yeah. Does Frankie really need a reminder that he shouldn't be breaking the code of Omerta? Of course Apparently he's thought he of that. <laughs> yeah, I, but that's why I think it's a little more than that. It's it's maybe a little of both. Well, doesn't but doesn't the code of Omerta come with a like a, a, like a punishment? Isn't that oh, part of the yeah. code? Is that if you break it, someone you know, if not you, then someone yeah. you know, you're right. You're, you're putting other people at risk if you do that, and we we'll have, we bear, we bear no blame for killing them because you're the one who yeah who disgraced exactly know, yeah the, yeah the, we're so, the yeah. victim we're the victims here. <laughs> You were the yes, one that it, brought this idea. <laughs> well, and jumping ahead, uh, this is uh, thematically. I never noticed it before until we were watching it for this minute. When at the end of the episode, Tom Higgins says something in Sicilian to yeah the brother, and I looked up what it was. And did you look up what it was? Uh, I tried to, and yeah. don't tell me. I I think I understood maybe okay. the Italian. Yeah. I think he says everything with with the family is is all good now. It's all in its place. Because I heard posto, which is place. Yeah, uh, the, yeah. Was that, it, that was roughly the translation I, oh, okay. I saw on the internet. Everything is all right. The honor of your family is intact. Oh, the honor of your family is intact. <laughs> yeah. So it's a similar thing. So that makes it sound definitely makes it sound like it was an honor thing and not a. Mm-hmm. Uh, or unless that's just what they told the old man to get him there. Yeah. Not, not, you know, but if Frankie I mean, had they probably just told him, Hey, you've won, you've won publishers clearinghouse sweepstakes. <laughs> come on, come on. Well, we're going to fly you to Washington. <laughs> he's like, who, he's the, who are yeah. you people? <laughs> Cause he's, he's in an old age home at this point. Frankie doesn't even know that he's in an old age home and he doesn't know what's going on. <laughs> Because remember, he's an actor. He's not even Frankie's older brother. It's been years since he's seen him. So they just got the guy who looks most like him. Well, so is that why when when they're like, who is this man? And and he explains, he's like, here's his brother. I believe he is his brother. He's like, I know. He's his brother. He's I a believe. little wiggle room in there. I know. Classic lawyer. I never Flash. said he was his brother. I said I believed it was his brother. Yeah. <laughs> And then the senator says, "Will will he cut?" And Questad, who's who's grasping at straws at this point, because his whole yeah. plan is falling apart, and there's going to be hell to pay with Roth. Yeah. And Questad <laughs> says, "Will he come forward and be sworn, sir?" <laughs> I love it's so it. theatrical. It's, it's I know it's a <laughs> Renaissance period. Yeah, really. He shall <laughs> come forward and be sworneth. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what well, Tom other- says. That's what Tom uh, explains, sir. This. Sir, this man doesn't understand English. He came at his own expense to aid his brother in his time of trouble. He's not under subpoena, and his reputation in his country is impeccable. At this point, Tom, (laughs) I don't know if you noticed, Tom starts to grin. He's being a little smug here. Yeah. He realizes that that Mikey's plan, of course, it's not Tom's plan. Mikey's plan is is going to work. (laughs) Uh, so one other thing about uh, Vincenzo from the uh, that I learned from the wiki that uh, in the video game, you know, there's a Godfather video game mm-hmm. and you play a character, I think, named Dominic. 
and you're basically like a low level um button man ah and you're given so during the events of the movies you're given tasks so in the video game Hyman Roth learns what Mikey's planning with Vincenzo Pantangeli. Uh, uh, and so this uh, whole thing is in the video game. That in, in the video game, it's like th- yeah, this part is in the video. Wow, game. that's they, funny. Hyman Roth kidnaps Vincenzo Pantangeli to stop him from testifying, and it's up to you to to get him and bring him to the courthouse so that he'll be there uh, oh, for the testimony. <laughs> oh my! So so Roth kidnaps him. To yeah. prevent him from reminding Frankie about Omerta. Yes. Or, yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> like the three, three-dimensional chess in this, in this, uh, My in this game. Stopping yeah. him from, from reminding the witness of Omerta. Very important. I'm sure it's and unlikely. Because Vincenzo, and Vincenzo cannot testify because he never lies under oath. <laughs> That's the most important thing. <laughs> they didn't ask. <laughs> the um, I it's sure I'm sure it's not the case, but it would be awesome if Lee Strasberg, when they did the video game, Lee Strasberg was a still alive and B agreed to do the additional Hyman oh, Roth dialogue. Man, that would be <laughs> awesome. Like get to hear some more lines in the uh, in his. Do you uh, think there is any any? Um sort of hidden vocal tracks of Hyman Roth doing overdubs of during the movie that never made the cut. I mean, it seems unlikely something like that would survive, but you never know. Yeah. Oh, that'd be so great. I mean, nowadays <laughs> they can just feed. Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, Lee Strasberg talking into a computer and then have it read in Lee Strasberg's voice, you know? Can so. we, can we do that as, as just, does the technology exist where we can sign up for some app and make it do that? Because if it does, we've got some work to do. <laughs> I will look into it. I will look into because I've seen people do that with like other podcasters or yeah. uh, someone did a, a fake George Carlin. Um, oh. They wrote a bunch of jokes and had an AI George Carlin reading it. I just heard about that and his family yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, were, sued them. They didn't, like they, they didn't yeah. support that. Yeah. So, you know, it's around the corner. Wow. Well, if it exists or when it exists, I'm going to. If it gonna, will have existed. <laughs> we're going to reproduce every single Godfather part, Godfather part one minute and part two minute. And I'm going to change just my vocal track, feed it into the computer. So I sound like Hyman Roth for all of my dialogue. Uh, <laughs> every I episode. You, I don't think you could do that, at least not yet. I, I think you'd, you'd have to type in text and then it would say hello and welcome to Godfather Minute. It would re- basically reading it in his voice. But there is mean? already a way to do voice or speech to text. I can speak into my computer and it'll it'll type it all out. Oh, I see. Yeah. And so there's got to be a way. <laughs> God <laughs> Godfather part 2 minute. And I'm Andy <laughs> Robinson. I think we should just start the whole thing over again and both do it as I remember. Oh, redo it all? (laughs) You know, years ago, we talked about doing a a, a dueling Hyman Roth rap, a rap battle. I still have the notes that I wrote for it. (laughs) I'm going to kidnap your older brother, but don't worry. I won't mess with your mother because she's a civilian. (laughs) 
there's a uh, um, I think it's a YouTube channel or something called Great Rap Battles of History, and they basically take two historical figures and have them doing a rap battle with each other. Yeah, you know, they're designed to be funny and educational at the same mm-hmm. time. So you could do a thing where you have like Michael and Hyman doing a, a rap uh, battle. Oh yes, definitely. <laughs> oh, and then and then the well, the opening rap battle would be Johnny Ola versus Al. It, Wait, it's oh Johnny versus Al. Okay, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Al Neary versus Johnny Ola. It's sort of the the <laughs> opening act, and and they're yeah. it's kind of like the vice presidential debates. Yeah, they're they're <laughs> debating each other, but they're also pumping up their their boss. <laughs> Johnny so Ola the, rapping. Well, what else speak, you got for the minute? Well, just saying, speaking of bosses, you know, we know Questot is on the is in the pocket of Roth. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, you can see Geary is on the panel this whole time. And I'm watching him and he does not reacting at all about any of the proceedings going on. He's not like shaking his head or like looking nervous or any kind of I um I noticed business. that too. I think he's yeah. getting I think he's getting serviced underneath the the, oh, the table. So you're right red, redheaded Yolanda. I'm sure these guys He's got a he's got a two track mind. The first track was money and power and all that, but at yeah. this point, since he's under Mikey's thumb, he just defaults to his second Base track instincts. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> That'd be funny. In the middle of the testimony, he just starts mumbling. Like, she was laughing. She was laughing. So, so um, is the chairman in anyone's pocket? That's a great question. Um. Would, well, yeah. and would Fredo know? Fredo is the one who told Mikey that Questat that Roth owns Questat. That's right. Well, because here's what I'm thinking: because as soon as this happened, they just stopped questioning Frankie about anything. They didn't say like, "Now, Mister, getting back to the matter, Mister Fantangeli, are you really going to change it?" You know, like they just kind of. Uh, so yeah. I was wondering if he was trying to. If he, mm. It's almost like he's in Mikey's pocket because, like, as soon as Frankie said, "Oh no, no, I lied," then he's just like, "Okay, case closed." You know, he wants to wrap it up as quickly as possible. Oh, so, interesting. So maybe he was, um, or or someone else's. You know, like the Tatalia family has some, yeah. some other party that we don't even know. Like the Molinari family out out uh, on the coast of California <laughs> you know, has vested interest in this because you'd think I, there would be other people who would have a vested interest in taking Michael Corleone down. Oh yeah, I'm surprised. Not just Simon Roth. He's I think every I think every one of the opposing crime families has one of the senators on the panel. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> well, well, the senator rep, uh, well, the senator representing Barzini. You have the you have the floor. It's like, thank you, chair. <laughs> it is especially ironic considering that the Corleone specialty used to be political influence. Yeah, like they used to have all the judges mm-hmm. and politicians in their pocket, and now. He has to dance on the end of some string because these Pesanovantes are, are yeah. making him testify. I would have thought one day it could have been you in someone yeah. else's pocket grilling <laughs> a, a witness against the... Cro- no, wait a minute. <laughs> oh, I know you can't judge a book by its cover, Alex, but the... the I can't? The Senate chair does not look like he's in anyone's pocket. He looks really square by the mm-hmm. book. He looks like he's really trying to do the right thing. I mean, he grills Frankie pretty hard, and he grilled Cheech pretty hard. Well, yeah, I guess it depends. I mean, if yeah, I guess for a murderer, that was a pretty hard grilling. They asked him like three questions, and then they let him go. I guess he (laughs) then goes to prison, so I guess it's, uh, you know. 
And he says, I'm I'm going to, I'm going to find out what the hell happened here. (laughs) Everyone starts, I guess, leaving. Right. And that's when Tom Hagen calls across the the room. This, this committee owes owes an apology, an an apology, Senator. (laughs) (laughs) And I love that shot of Frankie just sitting there smoking a cigar, like while everyone around him. And he's just like, you know, huffing away there. Cool. Yeah. Being cool. Uh, a note hey. I have, I, I wonder if if the brother had been played by Richard Castellano, would that have been a nice inside? Because that that's uh, Clemenza, you know? So mm-hmm. Because it's the brother of the character who replaced Clemenza in the story. But they're not and, supposed to be brothers, right? No, I, that, but it would be him playing it. Like it anyway, I just thought that would be a, oh, a, I see. A, like a symbolic thing, you know, with him. Since they're, they, they replaced... Yeah, anyway, you know what I mean. I know what you mean. Yeah. So there was a there's an exchange of dialogue here that was really interesting. Uh, Questat mm-hmm. says, "Are you are you saying he knows nothing about these matters?" And immediately Hagen practically cuts him cuts him off. And says, to, "To my knowledge, nothing." And it came across as very James T. Kirk his <laughs> delivery. I can see that. To, to, to my knowledge, nothing. <laughs> just just his <laughs> delivery and how he'll sometimes he'll say lines very quickly. <laughs> go back and watch start, it again yeah i want to start doing all those lines as like a captain kirk I mean, we already do a bad uh, robert robert uh bobby duvall impression oh, now yeah. we gotta do a bad kirk impression how does kirk sound he, i think it's the, the stereotypical one he's like spa guy huh, huh. oh you know, yeah like that that's kind right. of like, to my knowledge nothing yeah to my knowledge it's he speaks no english and knows nothing about these matters <laughs> <laughs> that's terrible well, fine listeners, that is the end of the regular portion of the episode. But if you go to godfatherminute.com slash support, you can get access to all of the bonus content, all of the hijinks that we have played over all the years doing this podcast. Yes, godfatherminute.com slash support. And I have a question for you, Andy. Do you think Michael Corleone would get this apology? No! No!